cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of La Rose Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We're not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within 30 days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308 La Rose. Thank you for listening. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is our number three. Marlon Fayright will join us. Coming up over at 2.15 as we talk a little bit about the Saints D-line. What did they do successfully against Tampa Bay yesterday that uh, changed some things? But you know what? I'm not done with it. I don't care. I don't know if the Saints will make the playoffs. They're in the seventh seed. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Probably not. Um, In the grand scale of things, I'm still going to enjoy that win last night. As called on NBC. Five for Brady. Pressure. Oh, and they got to him. A sack. Cameron Jordan. Brady. And they got him. And it's Jordan again. Brady. Pressure. Gets out. He's going to run for it again. Jordan forced the fumble. And the Saints recover with Lattimore. Third and ten. Brady laid pressure. Brady will go down for the fourth time tonight. Brady pressured, escapes, and throws to the right. He's intercepted. Gardner Johnson cuts underneath. They've turned Brady over twice. Eight interceptions in these regular season matchups the last two years with the Saints. It's incredible. Uh, Dennis Allen, Cliff Notes on the game. Um, you know, to be able to get a couple explosive plays early in the game to set us up into uh, position to score some points. Obviously, we would like to have come away with touchdowns and not field goals in those situations, but, uh, but we were able to come away with points. And the way this game ended up playing out, um, it was more about protecting the football, um, and, and, uh, and playing the field position game, uh, because we felt pretty good about where we were defensively and how we were playing. And everybody this morning, last night, trying to figure out what's the key to success. What was the key to stopping Tom Brady? I don't, I don't want to talk about all those things because then we're giving them the, the leg up a little bit. But, um, look, we just got to go out and execute our job. Um, and, and, and we did that. And certainly, you know, they had some injuries in the game, which I think helped us. Um, and, and our guys went out and there was a game plan that we had in place and our guys went out and executed that game plan. And as we touched on earlier in the show, I think it's one of the best wins in the Peyton era in terms of what you go through. Um, look, when he was suspended, you knew he wasn't going to be there for a while. Yes, earlier this season, they lost a majority of their coaching staff with a COVID outbreak against Carolina and still had him. And as I said on Friday, it was a different situation because you literally had one of Sean Payton's assistants up in the booth helping out. Like a non-professional coach. You you had, what was it, Trevor Simeon? You had players trying to call in plays and do things that they don't normally do. It still is a big thing to not have your head coach. That is your 
That is your guy. He calls all his shots. What he says goes. Sets the tone, makes the adjustments, asks for the adjustments, calls for them. Good head coaches do that. <clears throat> Not Matt Rule in Carolina. Um, but I thought on Friday, as I said on the show, I if there was going to be a team or an organization that could handle it as best you could, it's this one. Dennis Allen, whether it was successful or not, was a head coach with the Raiders at one point. I know it lasted a year, but he was. It's been with Sean and his team a while after that. Curtis Johnson was the head coach for the Tulane Green Wave. Successful or not. You have a handful of other coaches that have been here for a long, long time. And Dennis Allen went through yesterday after the game and brought up the obvious. Again, you watched that game yesterday. That team was so prepared, focused, locked in, and ready to go. That is not an easy feat. I mean, watching some of these games yesterday, I don't think you realize how good a staff this team, I mean, this team has. That was not easy to do what they did yesterday. I thought the players and the coaches handled it outstanding. Um, you know, just specifically in terms of uh, the defense with me handling a lot more of the uh, game management stuff. Um, you know, those guys, you know, Ryan, Chris, Mike Hodges, you know, uh, uh, Corey Robinson, Peter Junta, like all those guys just did an amazing job of, of – you know, keeping those defensive guys on point uh, of exactly what we were trying to do and making the adjustments uh, where I could kind of focus a little bit more on what we were doing head coaching-wise. Um, I thought, uh, again, Darren Rizzi was, was instrumental in, in, in some of the game management decisions. Um, and so it was just a collective effort by everybody this wasn't this wasn't in any way a one man show this was this was a, a an organization that came together um and won a game Tomario Davis after the game said look we're giving out game balls and pats on the back and such and he wanted to give one to to Dennis Allen yeah, I thought about doing that um he gave he gave a game ball to everybody on the team um just congratulating the win I wanted to give him a game ball, but I didn't want to step outside, step outside of my uh, my job responsibilities. So, but he definitely deserved it. Just a great leader. Um, he took he took his leadership to the next notch. You know, it's a next man up league. You know, when Sean went down, he stepped up, did a phenomenal job. Just pretty much being the same guy and extending himself outside our room to the entire team, and um, you know, made sure that we were locked in on the game plan that that, that Sean had put in place for us. And made sure that, you know, that team knew the importance of coming in and executing it. So, yeah, he did a great job. And I think one of the things that was, I, I wouldn't say unique, but you could see it meant something to him to be the acting head coach and, and be given the responsibility and to have the kind of performance in game they did, Right. Yeah, this to say on, on getting that opportunity to be the acting head coach. I relished that opportunity. Um, certainly, um, I really appreciate everything that Sean Payton's meant to me in my coaching career. Um, and so to, for him to ask me to step in for him uh, in this circumstance, you know, I appreciate uh, the fact that he had the faith and the trust in me to um, lead this team. Um I really appreciate all the players and the assistant coaches um, and the way that they just hung together and fought and scratched and clawed for each other uh, so that we could come away with this win. And so um, it, it was just, it's, it's, I think anytime you win in this league, I think it's a great feeling. And, and, and certainly in these circumstances, um, you know, it feels good to win. You heard it mentioned a couple times in the broadcast yesterday, and 
It's been mentioned early in the season and after last couple seasons, if anyone's going to give Dennis Allen another shot at being a head coach. Cam Jordan was asked about what, I think it was Mike Triplett asked him, um, what was or what is it that he does so well as to why maybe he should be giving an opportunity to be head coach again? I don't know. Is he allowed to leave? I'm going to do the opposite. What can I say bad about him? Um, I'm, not help, I'm not helping him leave. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, when you think about, you know, what he's able to do um, with the X's and O's, because God, God knows I don't know everything that happens behind me. I rely, rely on, you know, guys uh, to be exactly who they are. But we talk about Dennis Allen and what he brings to our defense. He brings that edge that he's poised. I mean, you know, he, he, loves, he loves blitzing quarterbacks, and I love rushing 4D linemen on, so we have some conflict there. But um, is, that, is that a negative? That means he- is he allowed to leave? I'm going to do the opposite. I love that. So, yeah, he's obviously very uh, happy to have Dennis Allen as his defensive corner. He doesn't want him to go anywhere. But, look, he, he, he does a ton of things. We played earlier on the show with C.D. Deuce thoughts, and that's just allowing players to go and be themselves and allow – players to I guess do what they do best whether it's attack or whether it's whatever Mr. Seedy man let that be us I mean you know you got one of the best secondaries in the league with me Marshawn Malcolm Dub Roby you know a lot of experience in there with a Debo also playing well I mean I feel like we got the best secondary right now in the league Regardless of the stats, you can just go out there and just pitch a shutout. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, what you, what you want me to tell you? I feel like D.A. just put us in position to go out there and be ball players, And we appreciate him for doing that. And we just, we love, we love, we love what we do. You know what's incredible? He mentioned his name. And I'm legitimately, I'm asking you guys, like, it happened earlier in the season a couple of times. But Paulson and Debo's been playing pretty well, I think in terms of, I'm trying to think of last time, like, you don't hear his name that much. So, yeah, three tackles of pass defense yesterday. You know who led the Saints defense in tackling? Johnson Gunner Johnson. Seven tackles, six solo, one pass defense as well, and of course that interception. Demario Davis was next with also seven tackles. David Onyemata, six. A sack, a tackle for loss. Cam, two sacks, two tackles uh, for loss, and the five tackles total. I mentioned Marcus Williams. I saw him sticking his his helmet in there on a couple of plays. Five tackles for him as he was active. I'm t- the entire defense was just active yesterday. Tamario Davis on what makes Dennis Allen succeed. He's one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around um, because. Though he's he's smart and he can anticipate like what other teams are doing, he he's, he still doesn't overthink himself or overcomplicate it uh, or try to stop everything. He just uh, understands like what they're going to do before they're going to do it. Put in, and does a good job of teaching us that, and you know puts in uh, game plans that that are simple enough to execute but uh, complex enough to keep you know teams other teams kind of on their off their toes a little bit and so. Um, you know, he's one of the best that I've been around and uh, just just a, just a special coach, and it's, it's a lot of fun playing for him. DraftKings Sportsbook's coming soon to Louisiana, and it's not going to be long until you can bet on everything and anything from the comfort of your couch, maybe in the passenger seat of a car, you name it, or not going to say during work, or maybe lunch, during lunch, your lunch break. Anyway, point is, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, okay? It's different than the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app, which you should already have. Been touching on that since August, the official Daily Fantasy partner of the NFL. So they trust them, and they know it's good. Plus, that that whole method is, you know, secure. You can, you know, take out cash, put in your cash whenever you want. It's safe and secure. And they're bringing that also to the Sportsbook app. So go download DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that app. Once you sign up, Use the code LaRose when it asks you for a code. L-A-R-O-S-E is the code. And when you do so, $100 in free bets is there. 
for you to use on the mobile sports betting app when it goes live in Louisiana. So they're almost ready to go, I promise. And once that happens, you're off and running. And you'll have $100 in free bets waiting for you once it goes live. Quick break. We come back. Marlon Favorite, defensive tackle. We'll ask him, what did the Saints do that he saw differently or that allowed them to succeed the way they did yesterday, pitching a shout-out against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. John, I, I mean, he called me, I guess it was Friday night, and uh, I think he quoted P.T. Barnum and said, the show must go on. There it is. The show must go on. At Big Faye 504 is the way to follow Mr. Marlin, uh, Marlin Favorite on Twitter. Inside the Trenches, the podcast. Marlin, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm feeling good, man, and I love the vibe in the city, man. Coming back from Atlanta uh, this past weekend with Kentrell out at the Coles kicking camp, coming back to a big-time Saints victory, man. Gus, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game at the time because we were on the road coming back from New Orleans, but I did listen to the game. I heard the excitement, man, so I love the fact that down here in the 504, the people are hype, baby. You know, one of the things, Marlon, that you look at as well is what what's obvious, and that's shutting out the Buccaneers and Tom Brady being frustrated, smashing a Microsoft tablet at the end, just showing the frustration limits. Um, and it starts up front. You love this. It's the name of your podcast, Inside the Trenches, man. I asked you to this, uh, this morning to kind of go back and look at what stood out. I mean, why was Cam Jordan so dominant yesterday? I mean, why did it look like his old self? Two sacks in the backfield a lot. Anyamata got a sack. Davenport was in on the mix. What did they do, those front four? Well, Gus, going back and watching the film, uh, I, I, don't lie, I wanted to see those parts first. Um, and I tweeted this on on yesterday, last night. I said, congratulations, Cam. He liked it. Shout out to Cam George for, for liking uh, my tweet. <laughs> I said, I love the first sack he got was, was just a clean swim. Like, he legit slapped um, and, and swam over the top smoothly. I mean, the offensive lineman, Gus, you, you want to use that defensive line move when the offensive lineman lunges out at you, and he's a little lower than if he's upright. And the way Cam timed it out was perfect. The second move he did 
Uh, it's a move I teach all the time with Conquer Sports to our defensive linemen, even the defensive ends that's big like Cam. You know, Cam has that big 6'5 frame. He's not a slender Von Miller-type rusher. So he would come with that powerful bull rush. So he did the bull slap rip rush. Uh, it got his second sack and broke the record. So, man, I said congratulations on the 100th sack of your career mm-hmm. and, and naming those moves, man. It, it was just textbook and, and, and big ups to Cam. Uh, for achieving that. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this watching that as well. Can, can you just match up well against the team? I know a lot of times we'll say that, and now that you're in the media here as well, Marlon, you'll say that, right? You just match up well. Like, why is it that other teams can't get to Brady or can't affect them nearly as much as the Saints D-line? What What is it about them? You, you mentioned, is it the size, the strength, the length? What is it? I, I think uh, you have to give credit where credit is due. And it's just for that particular style of offense, Coach Dennis Allen really draws up a nice game plan. He does. We saw it at the Dome earlier this year, and then we see it out in Tampa. Well, everybody, that was so funny on the Saints' Twitter. They had the clown faces for everyone who didn't choose <laughs> the Saints to win this game. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Um, but but to, to that point, I think it all starts with Dennis Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even him, him, uh, him being quoted saying, uh, Marcus Davenport went healthy, uh, the most disruptive player on our team. Looking at, at the way he's able to um, have guys like Chauncey um, play man coverage the way he does. I mean, the, the speed of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on that interception, just reading the route all the way through. Uh, they ran a shallow route, crossing route where the uh, receiver came all the way across, and he jumped the route, got the pick. Just, just you know, preparation, having the right players, uh, Malcolm Jenkins um, on – on uh, Robert Gronkowski on the play where it was touchdown normal normal situation, yeah. but hey, you got a veteran like Malcolm Jenkins been in the league. Shoot, we came in together as rookies in '09. You know he's a, he's a veteran, so he he understands to, to fit that hand in that bread basket to where you know Gronk couldn't cut, catch the ball. So just having those those type players mm-hmm. and, and and being able to to shut them out defensively, it, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. So that's that's big up to Coach Allen. Speaking with Marlon Favorite, a big fave 504, part of the LSU Sports Radio Network, but also talks a little NFL with us here. Marlon, Cam Jordan got his 100th sack, and Demario Davis went on and on afterwards about how big that was, and it, it is special. As somebody that played the D-line, is that a lot of sacks? That's a lot of sacks <laughs> in, in a small amount of time. What? Let's see, Cam came in at 11, mm-hmm. right? So 2021, so that's basically 10 sacks a year. That that that's good for for a defensive end of his style because you have to remember, Cam came from a three four defense out at Cal. He played the defensive end, but he's used to. If you notice when he does the bull rush, he's more successful. So so Cam has to his first. If you look at the numbers, Cam only had like maybe one or two sacks a couple of years here and there, his first few years in the league. But over time, developing into a, a better pass rusher. Um, just off experience, uh, off-season training with guys like myself doing stuff like that, um, and, and just continuing to perfect your craft is huge, and he's done that. And that's how it looked like he was about to have a bad year, but the numbers are creeping up to where he usually is at. What Cam is at what, seven or eight sacks right now, so he's almost right with the last few games here mm-hmm. in the season at that number. So it, it, it looked bad, like he was a – and he was getting frustrated. I saw it. I didn't talk to him in a while. But when I do, I say, hey, man, I started getting frustrated out there a couple times because he's used to getting more sacks. But it's all about game prepping and, and how and, and how a certain team may be excelling at that time. 24th pick of the 2011 NFL Draft, Marlon. And, and obviously a guy that not only on the field has been somebody that's been key, but just that whole that leadership sort of quality there as well. You know, he mentioned it, and I'm going to play these bites here at the bottom of the hour. C.D. Deuce mentioned it. Um, Taysom Hill did as well. They, they all talked about being an underdog. I want to play, uh, to me, what I think is one of my favorite bites, and it's C.D. Deuce uh, about being underdogs, Marlon. Give a listen. We know what's going on this year. We're not worried about we're not worried about the noise. We just know who we are, and if you feel like we underdogs now, you went for a rude awakening. When you hear him say "rude awakening," there, I look. I, I love that attitude. I love that confidence that comes in there as well. You've been in locker rooms in the past, man. A, let's just start with this. 
can a team or school, quote unquote, get in your head? Or can you as well? And can you as players feel that advantage where they know they can't beat us or that we know that they're that, that, you know, that, that team we have to get past? Is that a real tangible thing that you can feel during the week? Yes, Gus. You can feel it in a week and you can feel it early in the season if, if, if you're in tune, right? That, that has more to do with speaking it into existence. If I'm not mistaken, that interview was before this game. Uh, no one else saw that. Nobody else, oh, Shane's not about to be competitive, but he spoke that, so he believed that. So going into practice, he brings that energy. So that rubs off on Marcus Davenport. It rubs off on Cam Jordan. That's an energy. That is a good defense. The offense is developing. Hello, somebody. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. but, 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 that's a, but that's a good defense. That's a good defense. It is, Gus. And, and the preparation and knowing the pieces, the Saints defense could do it. Have they had some, some games this year where they've been inconsistent? Yes. Did it have to do with the offense sometimes? We're not pointing fingers, but like a yes, no, right? It was kind of confusing, but you see what I'm saying? The point I'm making, Gus, is, you know, the, the defense in that game was able to lift the offense up, and we were able to win by, by, uh, by a few field goals, right? So I look at – when you have a defense playing to that to that type of level, that starts like you, to your point, Gus, mm-hmm. during the week, being able to speak it in existence, and and I love the way this dude play, man. I love his energy. I I, I love all the Tom Brady memes with the booting them up. Like, let me tell you what I said. Everybody down here to know a little film. That dude been in New Orleans too long. Then he come from Florida. I'm telling you, he remind me of all my Florida teammates, the Dwayne Bowles of the world. Who came to LSU? And I'm telling you, it's just some of us in our water, but it just put me in a mindset of like, yeah, uh huh. Try me if you want to. I'm gonna make you laugh, but I'm right here. You heard me. <laughs> That's what I what I felt uh, with with, with CD Deuce, man. So I love it. Um, a, a big way to get to 500, beating Tampa um, at home, shutting mm-hmm. them out, historical win, and, and you could thank uh, the defense for just collectively. Um, Going out there and fighting, just being dominant up front on a defensive line, linebacking core. I mean, shout out to P.J. Williams. You know, he stripped that ball as Tom Brady was coming. So just creating plays, that starts Monday, Tuesday, energy at practice. Well, the news just popped, so you can comment on it, sir. The news not good for Chris Godwin. You saw the Saints go low on them there. And, again, I, I don't think it was a dirty play. You have to go. You can't hit high to penalty. It didn't look like a dirty hit. It was just one of those awkward uh, things. He has a torn ACL, so he is done for the season. So torn ACL, and it stinks because it's one of those plays, Marlon, and you're a defender, and you heard Collinsworth say it too. I mean, you see the hit, and, you know, it's low. I mean, you, you feared an injury when you see a hit like that. But if you go high, it's helmet to helmet. It's a 15 yard, so you have to hit low. And as Collinsworth was saying – in the broadcast and when he talks to players, they would almost rather you hit high or protect low rather than protect high. Yeah. And, and Gus, I'm so glad that this, this episode is, is this podcast and they can find it on the sports hangover after, um, because I, I really want young coaches and young players to really hear this. It's a way to tackle low clean Gus. You have to, you have to get your helmet on, on, on the exterior of that player's leg and wrap up, helmet away. That helmet, the helmet, neat thing that, uh, and I had that when it, when it first happened, that's the first thing popped in my head. ACL, MCL, LCL. I figured it was going to be one of them. And my, my, my prayers go out to that young player, Pro Bowl type talent, and, you know, for the miss the rest of the season, that's going to be tough. But, you know, DBs, if, if you're practicing, if you're, if you're tackling low, mm-hmm. just, just make sure you, you, you just, Get your helmet, eyes to the sky, protect yourself too. Helmet up to the sky, um, hand to the sky side and make that low tackle. You can tackle a little player, you know, by the legs, but just, it just has to be clean. And, and, and that's something I really want even the young coaches to hear, young coaches and players. When you're teaching those players how to tackle, right. make sure they're protecting their neck, head up, so on and so forth, Gus. But yeah, I know that was a little lecture, but that's, that's the first thing I thought when I heard of that injury. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 kind of one of those things that happened in it, and and so they're going to lose him for the season. That's a thousand yard receiver, thousand yards, one hundred and three, five TDs, ninety eight receptions. Also, in the game, they lost Mike Evans with a hamstring injury. 
Marshawn Lattimore is in coverage. He leapt up, pulled the hammy, and then, you know, Lattimore was, I mean, he laid, man. Two Saints popped him. He helicoptered, landed awkwardly, stretched his hamstring. So they, they suffered some injuries. But you know what, Marlon? Welcome to the world the Saints are in. That This is what, this is what the Saints have been dealing yeah, with. So, true, you know, true. which is why I said this, and we'll close up with this. I don't think I'm over-exaggerating this. You, you would, as I mentioned, you have won a national championship. So you have been in a locker room that has had to come together for the highest level here. What that, what I saw last night was incredible, man. Not, not having your coach, not having your two starting tackles and to play at that level. And it wasn't like a mistake laden buccaneer team lost. The Saints beat their pants yesterday. I don't think I'm overextending that or, or, or exaggerating. Like what Dennis Allen and that staff did was incredible. It was incredible. And, and I said this last week. I don't know if it was here on the Sports Hangover or, or when I was on TV with Brian, but what I mentioned was the Saints, out of all the NFL teams, was probably the most equipped to go up against a team without their head coach. You know, Dennis Allen, obviously, being a head coach for, for, the, for the Raiders before. You know, Pete Carmichael's a play caller. He understands the format. And it, and I think that kind of motivated the defense as well. Like, hey, Coach Payton isn't here, y'all. Let's, we got to hold the offense down. Straight up, you heard me. I got not that. They probably say you heard me like that. So I'm telling you, Chauncey's been down here too long. Sean probably do slide a couple of those through. <laughs> just kidding. But, but yeah, Gus, to, to your point, you know, I think that made the defense play up, and it just speaks volumes about um, if any NFL team would be in a position to lose their head coach outside of the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, they didn't have Coach McCarthy when um, – Wait, did I say that a lot? Oh, I did, yeah. I'm sorry, Gus. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. The Cowboys Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something what's really I, – I even mentioned this. You have 10 wins, Marlon. Your Cowboys have 10 wins. And all I see this morning on ESPN is how the offense is struggling. You can't win a Super – you have 10 wins. Like, I, 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 it's got to be frustrating to be a Cowboy player. Like, nothing is ever good enough. I mean, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ever. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm staring at a bite right now. Lewis Riddick on the Cowboys offense struggling. Cannot win the Super Bowl with that playing this way. They have 10 wins. <laughs> 10 wins. People, I want them to keep that energy, though. The more they say that, the more Dak just keeps winning. Ah, I love it. Man. All right. Um, it. Quickly, uh, before we let you go, because you did mention that you went to Atlanta for a kicking camp with your son, man. Um so you can speak expertly on this special teams key. Brett Maher got three field goals for the Saints and Blake Gillikin, how good is he, man? I mean, when, when you have to let go of the leg, you, you fear, right? What, what's coming? Gillikin's been incredible. Nine punts, 412 yards last night, four of them inside the 20. That, that's huge. Gillikin's been huge. And, and they actually, um, they, they played some of his kicks at the Coles kicking camp. Come on, that's, that's before the game. Yes, Coach Cole played it. They spoke to uh, to the kids right before they went to compete, and uh, they were just talking about Blake Gilligan. Yeah, this guy's with the Saints. Y'all can see him tonight, and he, he handled his business. And how important! I remember Coach Pivato used to always tell this to us at LSU: special teams got to be special, and. um when when I talked to Kentrell about that with his with that position, because when he first got the starting job, and I won't be long winded guys, but he was he was a little he was excited about it, but you know most kids won't play wide receiver or quarterback or some or, or D tackle. The small ones won't play D tackle. Hello, somebody. But but the point I'm making is it's a lot of times you become very valuable to the team, and and, and Blake Gilligan was everything for us. You know the defense. I know for sure appreciate. Having them guys pinned back, I mean, it, it builds up the defense. So special teams in the word of coach people, so it always have to be special. And it came up huge for the Saints in two phases of the game, punting mm-hmm. and kicking uh, field goals. Marlon Faith, right inside the trenches, the podcast, sir. It is that week, man. Got, got to get everything ready. Got to make sure the runway lights are ready to go. You know, the debris is cleared from the backyard for the reindeer and Santa and all that stuff, dude. And um, I got to send you footage, man. Last uh, this past Friday, Carver was in a, a nativity play. He was the innkeeper. He was the innkeeper hooking up um, the manger <laughs> for, for Joseph and Mary. 
So I got, got a little actor going in there. But no, man, it was awesome, like him learning, you know, what Christmas is all about, too. So I'll send you that video, though. Uh, I will talk to you, hopefully, before the end of this week, sir, so we can um, talk about the upcoming weekend uh, uh, slate of games, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Man, thanks for having me on, Gus. Y'all have a good one, baby. There he goes. Marlon Favorite at Big Fave. 504 is way to follow on Twitter, Inside the Trenches, the podcast. When we return, we'll uh, have two segments free that uh, you can chime in via social media. Again, a cut phone cable is why we have no phones right now over at the studio. It's not that Buddy is ignoring you, I promise. And as soon as that is repaired, I'll be told, then I can tell you. In the meantime, uh, do it via social media. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This holiday season, give the gift of Craftsman Tools at Lowe's. With a heritage of performance and reliability, Craftsman is the perfect gift for the project people on your list. There's something for every builder, fixer, and creator you know. Choose from power tools, outdoor power equipment, mechanics tools, tool storage, and more. Shop in-store, online, or through our app. Because there are more ways to holiday at Lowe's. And a gift from Lowe's is a gift that leads to more. U.S. only. State Sugar Bowl on ESPN Radio. After a two and seven finish last year, the seventh ranked Baylor Bears storm back to finish eleven and two and Big Twelve champions. They'll face Lane Kiffin and eighth ranked Ole Miss. Into the end zone, Snoop Connor touchdown, Ole Miss. The All State Sugar Bowl, Baylor, Ole Miss. Coverage begins New Year's Day at eight forty five Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Dear Vet Ticks. It was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated. I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, Vet Ticks. Dear Vet Ticks, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans. Thank you so much, Vet Ticks. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break. Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to VetTix, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience, give the memory. VetTix, give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to VetTix.org. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Not make the mistake that all of you oh. are making <laughs> right now. I'm taking the no. same. I love that. Drew Brees yesterday, right before kickoff, picking your New Orleans Saints. Uh, by the way, here's Rex Ryan this morning on what why the Saints defense is so good against Brady. When you look at it, this is the only team in the NFL that totally matches up against their weapons. And so you have uh, Lattimore matches Jeez. up against Evans. Evans, Evans every yeah. time he and, plays. I mean, that, that's in their favor. You've got Jenkins is a rare win matchup for the defense against Gronkowski because he has corner skills and a big, big body safety type guy. And then you have the kid with the two names is a great slot guy. <laughs> uh, Roby, Johnson. Yeah, so that that dude. And, and then you have you Roby. Roby as well. And then you got Roby. So to me, it's like they win these matchups. Better know his name, Rex. You know who you are. You don't fake it. You don't fake it to nobody. And I think that's the problem with everybody when they look at this team. Like how you how you gonna throw us under the under the table when we got the same defense? You feel me? The same group of guys on offense that 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 that, that love playing. So how can you be an underdog when we consistently beat teams? We know what's going on this year. We're not worried about we're not worried about the noise. We just know who we are and. If you feel like we underdogs now, you went for a rude awakening. Ooh, I like that. Rude awakening. Look, I love the confidence CD Deuce plays, man. First thing on the podium, thoughts on the pick against Tom Brady. I'm trying to win the game. I'm a ball player. Ball player may 
big time players in the game. And I knew how close that game was, and I knew, like, with them guys having guys down, got to make a play. Can't force it, but I'm out there to make plays. Y'all see that. I, don't, I told y'all earlier in the week what I'm here to do. I'm here to win, and that's it. I'm telling you, you can't have a, a side job. Of be, company motivator, just your personal motivator. Hire CDDs to show up to your place of employment to motivate you. Or go after your competition. I honestly enjoy just listening to him. Um, so we were touching a little bit on some of the success and some of the things that have happened with our defense to be able to be so successful so well. And Cam Jordan, I, I was talking about this yesterday, or earlier in the show rather, from last week when I played Sean Payton saying that he didn't think he was going to use the fact that the Saints were an 11-point underdog as motivation. Well, you just heard CD touch on it about them being an 11-point underdog. That, that, that was his response to it. Listen to Cam Jordan talking about beating Tampa Tom again. No doubt. You're talking about Gronkowski, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I mean, uh, Cameron Brait, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, Aaron Jones, the Tom Brady, I mean, you know, they have endless weapons. Um, and we still came out with the win. Our fourth regular season win, we, now now again, we, we play them again. We know it's, it means that much more uh, to us. We got to go ahead and, and beat them the next time we see them. Heard that? Heard I just slipped that in there? What, what was that, our, our fourth regular season win? And I know, I look, I, I hear you. James Choctaw on Twitter. who says he respectfully has to disagree with the personal opinion of beating Brady. He says the blueprint to beating Brady is if his top two receivers and the starting running back get hurt and game, the man lives in the playoffs. A week 15 loss means nothing to that man. Well, I respectfully disagree with you on that. So that's all it takes. Well, I hear you. Teams, The team that beat him also doesn't have their weapons and receivers and starting quarterback and stuff. And it absolutely did mean something to him. Ask the Microsoft Surface Tablet. If that game meant anything to him, it absolutely means something, especially when you lose your top two receivers to injury and running back. And we now find out that Chris Godwin is done for the year. ACL. He's not coming back in the playoffs. Fournette, Evans likely will nursing hamstring injuries, but that's a week or two injury at least, right? Three weeks. It absolutely means something, James, because they were trying to have home Field. Now, I understand that didn't matter to them last year. He went on the road twice. One, one at Green Bay in the in, in, in NFC Championship game. I, I get that. But especially now knowing that you don't have those weapons, every win is absolutely precious. And again, only one team gets the bye. You would have liked that bye. Right now, Green Bay sort of in that driver's seat. One of the other things that Cam Jordan was touching on yesterday was him going through that whole testing procedure and protocol. It was a bit confusing. He thought he could come back if he got some negatives, then he got a positive. said he felt fine. First on the procedure and then the importance of him just being back yesterday, I never, I never, you know, the protocol at the time was was two negatives in a row, right? I, I got one and had hope, and then it came back positive the next day, right? It was like it was like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, the third day or something. Um, I got a negative, and I was like, oh, there's there's a chance, and then I got a neg- I got a positive, positive, negative. It was some, it was it was weird. I don't know. I just you know I follow protocols. Now I don't think there is protocols. I was just they've been washed away apparently. I don't. Is that good for us? The NFL PA agreed to this, right? NFL agree- made this. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, this is this is beyond me. I'm I'm a. Uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, default to Malcolm Jenkins with this I, protocol. I just had to clarify. I haven't heard of that actually happening to someone. So that just seems like me neither, Cat. <laughs> I, I just I was like, wait. So he thought he could play, and then he didn't get to play. No, I hoped I could play. I didn't I, think I could play. There was there was a hope. 
And then that hope got deflated, and I had to wait my 10 days. <laughs> Quick break. When we come back, you'll hear from him talking about the importance of wanting to be back and maybe why he played with that kind of energy. Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football, replying to a tweet by Kendall Bozier, who tweeted, <laughs> this is crazy. Think about this. Jameis Winston was the last quarterback to throw a touchdown versus the Saints in Raymond James Stadium. Last year, same thing. No TDs against the Saints defense. Last night, no TDs against the Saints defense. It's crazy when you think about it. Sports Hangover final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. The sidewalks and the streets, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to fumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains stumble before we say goodbye, my love and I. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. One injury that is sure to interrupt participation in athletic activity is injury to the anterior cruciate ligament. This is commonly known as an ACL tear. The ACL is considered the athletic ligament of the knee. It functions to resist anterior tibial translation and rotational loads. Both contact and non-contact ACL injuries occur. Although non-contact, tears and ruptures are most common. A cut and plant movement is the typical mechanism that causes an ACL tear. That being a sudden change in direction or speed with the foot firmly planted. Rapid deceleration moments, including those that involve planting the affected leg to cut and change direction, have also been linked to ACL injuries, as well as landing from a jump, pivoting, twisting, and direct impact to the front of the tibia. Female athletes are more susceptible to ACL injuries due to biomechanical factors. So coaches of female athletes especially should incorporate ACL prevention exercises into workout routines. Prevention programs should be started in the off-season, well before the playing season begins. Always warm up before playing. It is important to get blood circulating to the muscles before starting a game or practice. Being flexible enough to move freely can help you maintain ideal form. Include stretches for your thighs, calves, and hips, and pay particular attention to any areas that are especially tight. Develop body awareness through strengthening the hips, core, and thighs. A variety of squats and lunges are a couple of exercises that can build strength. Using proper technique is crucial. Develop body awareness through balance. Many injuries occur when an athlete is off balance. Like anything, balance gets better with practice. Begin with sturdy surfaces and advance to uneven footing. Run to a line or cone. Plant your outside foot without letting your knee collapse inward to change direction. Move in patterns that take you front to back, side to side, and diagonally. Start by running slowly so you can concentrate on good position. Always jump, land, stop, and move with your knees directly over your feet. Begin by jumping straight upward several times. Spring up, then land with your feet and knees pointing straight ahead. Careful not to let your knees buckle inward. Let your knees bend softly each time you land. Practice proper landing technique until it becomes second nature. Keep your knees bent, your chest high, your glutes back, and land softly. Remember, quality workouts are the key to keeping you safely in the game. Adequate sleep, rest days, and alternating hard workouts with easier workouts are all important strategies to help reduce your risk of injury and make you a strong, powerful athlete. If you have questions about injury prevention strategies, please contact us at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502-493-4502 or www.thibodeau.com, www.thibodeau.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting in Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Going after further review coming up next. Here at the top of the hour, poor Tom Brady. Yeah, we just yeah didn't execute great, obviously, and um, just tough night. So didn't do much anything right. Um, so got to get a lot better. Got to get back to work. There's a lot of football left, and 
see if we can go get a win next week. And I have to do without Chris Godwin. Again, the news in this hour announced that he suffered a ACL tear. He is out for the season. Thousand yards receiver for them. Five TDs, 98 receptions. P.J. Williams hit him. I'm going to say cause the injury, but it, it, the injury happened during that hit. I don't think it was a dirty play. And I already see some Saints fans saying, well, they took out our quarterback. They'll take out their receiver, right? I honestly don't think Devin White was out to tear Jameis Winston's knee on that play. Sometimes um, injuries happen, obviously. One of the things that I was talking about right before the break there with Cam Jordan and his eagerness to come back after missing last week. Man, um, I treat I treated Thursday like it was a game day. You can ask the teammates. I was going crazy at practice. Um, the the fact that I missed these guys for 10 days, I mean, I love every practice that I've been a part of. Um, I've always said, I mean, I love practice almost as much as I love games. Um, and for me not to be in the building for 10 days, uh, it, it affected me a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I just took that fervor. I took that passion uh, and, and renewed it and, and put it all that I had into this game plan uh, that I could do each and every week. And I'm so glad that, uh, you know, we came out, we, we executed a game plan at a high level and came out with the win. I, I also touched on how it was very apparent that there were a handful of players that came out and said they understood not only where this team was, as Taysom Hill did, but also that they were an 11-point underdog. I played you what C.D. Deuce had to say. I, You know, Cam Jordan earlier, talking about, oh, what is this, our fourth regular season win over? Hey, look, it, it bothered them to be called 11-point underdogs. And you remember this last week, right? On Monday, Monday the 13th, Tom Brady posted this. I was re-watching the broadcast from last night. And I heard Tony say... Tom does that in the pocket all day long. That's the same thing he does to move people with his eyes. Because he's slow, right? He can't actually make someone miss. So is he not watching? Because... Hey, yeah. Tell Peyton to jack my speed rating back up. All right, so Tom's having a little fun that he that he's a scrambling machine. <laughs> this was, you know, I'm telling you, man, the Saints they know everything about Tom and and listen to listen to Cam Jordan about the play where he chased him down, strip fumbled, Lattimore recovered, massive play in the game. Listen, listen how you describe it. Everybody knows Tom is a scrambler, so uh, you know when he when he goes, we have to we have to be able to get after him. Um, and I mean, that's, that's just it. We made him that uncomfortable in the pocket that he tried to get out. I mean, Marcus, I thought he had him dead to rights and, and again, scrambler Tom took off and we were able to make a play and get off the field. And, uh, you know, we, uh, put our, put our, put our offense back on the field, put ourselves in a great position to, uh, make a run at this game where we ended up nine and oh, who would have thought that would have been the end, end, end score of the game. Uh, we go into the fourth quarter and we're all rallying. Look, you know, we're up six, six oh. If they don't score, we win. Um, and who, you know, who would have thought that we would put another three points on the board and and finish the game the, w- the way we did? I'm telling you, this uh, this team absolutely enjoys beating Tampa Bay for what it is. Uh, Saints now in the seventh spot. Obviously, got to win some more games here moving forward. But I, again, the offense will will focus on the O tomorrow and and the importance of the rest of the season, but. I thought it was interesting. Taysom Hill said this. It will wrap up the show. We have to approach every game like it's a playoff game. So there you go. I mean, we we heard them at the end of last week say they knew that all these games were essentially must-wins. They knew they were underdogs. We got that easily from the locker room yesterday. And Taysom Hill also after the game saying every game is a playoff game. We'll start turning our attention to the Finns tomorrow. Matt Muscone after further view is next on ESPN New Orleans. What is that?